Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! Today, uh, tonight, we are reviewing a couple of movies picked by our friend Josh, uh, The Video Dead from 1987, and Terror Vision from 1986. This is the, the shit coming out your TV double feature, Daddy. Ah, Zom, how have you been this very long week? Um, <laughs> well, physically, I am. I checked out. Everything was fine. Congratulations. Uh, since I started riding the gazelle and walking the steps, my blood pressure is about as low as I think it's ever been. Nice. Uh, which was a surprise. Uh, and I had a teabagger uh, at my, uh, who was my nurse or whatever, just decide to just start <laughs> for no reason. I mean, absolutely no reason whatsoever. Took me in the examining room. Um, sat down, was preparing to check my blood pressure, asked me what my medications were, and I said something to the effect of uh, the weather outside or something like that. And she had her back to me, and she goes, I just don't know why people um, um, make it make doctor's appointments and just don't show up. I just don't understand that. And I said, do, do they do that a lot? And she goes, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. She goes, but you don't have to worry about that. Obama's going to take care of that. He's going to take care of everything. <laughs> she said that um, he was going to kill all the old people. Oh, well, yeah. And uh, keep all the young girls alive. And um, that he, uh, that, that his girls and his family are going to have health care forever, no matter what. So they don't care. They don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> and she put the blood pressure cuff on my arm and just went, Muslim. <laughs> and I mean, I literally did not say one word to her. So I'm biting my tongue because I'm thinking, okay, I just want to. It really pissed me off. And I just thought to myself, I just want to, you know, get this done anyway. No matter, even if she wouldn't have said anything, I just, you know, you just want to go get your goddamn to do whatever they need to do and yeah. go home because it was middle of the day. And um, so, you know. I debated on it, and and I knew I was going. So, you know, today when I got up this morning, I actually called their office and and asked to speak to the uh, office manager and told her what happened. And I said I don't appreciate it. 
Uh, I said, for all she knew, you know, I could, I could be Muslim. Uh, I said, I, it was unsolicited. I, I think it's unprofessional. I don't want to hear that stuff. I don't want to debate politics. I don't want to be made angry. I don't want to talk about race, politics, religion, or doctor. any of that stuff. Yeah, and and even, and I said, you know, and I didn't even say one thing to solicit this. I didn't say, boy, that Obama, you know, blah 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 blah. And so she was, you know, she said she would handle it and everything. And and then I and I also told her, I said, you know, now I, you know, I don't want to come in there the next time. I only I'm only in there once every six months. And have the same person now look at me and be like, "Oh, there's that asshole," and and and, cut, and make me feel uncomfortable. Because if if I just told her, if you don't, you know, if this isn't dealt with, then I I'll just find another doctor. Right. And she was kind of like, because my doctor is from India, and she said it just surprised she, me. She might be Muslim too. Yeah, she said, uh, you know, um, it just surprised me because we have such a multiracial staff or whatever. And um, include including bigoted white lady. Yeah, but when she asked me who it was, I said I don't know anybody's names there except my doctor. And she said, "Well, could you describe her?" And I told her, and she, and then when I described who it was, she seemed to be almost like, "Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me." Oh so, yeah, that, that bitch. Yeah. And the, but the thing is, the woman, I've had her before, mm-hmm. and she's just as nice as can be. Just as nice as can be. She's just living in that Fox News bubble and just... Rush must have scared her that morning. Yeah. But Uh, that's it. You know, other than that, everything's cool. I was was up all night, uh, and I posted it on Facebook. I said I felt like uh, Sonny Chiba did one of his... uh, his chops right into my belly last night where, where he does the, the delayed, like Wah! the punch stays there. I don't know what was going on. It, 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 it was pissed. And, um, yeah, I was, uh, I don't I didn't eat anything unusual. I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember what I ate for dinner last night. Um, it was nothing out of the ordinary. I, Oh, you know what it was? It was a baked potato. That's all. Cause I wasn't, well, I wasn't hungry. Hmm. So maybe that was the start of it. Maybe, messed up. Yeah. What'd know. you eat today for? Maybe you have a flu bug. I feel fine now. I'm hungry now. Actually, I just haven't oh, been. Got that I, green shit out of you. Yeah, it was like it was fucking like boiled spinach. It's gross. Um, the uh, yeah, the Flyers are getting beat already, and it just started one nothing. Can, Canes yeah. are on a roll, baby. Yeah, yeah, man. First place in Southeast. Yeah. Granted, that's all. The, that's the only teams they play. Southeast teams, I think. So. Well. Um. Oh yeah, and then. The uh, I mean we have did I mention the 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 piece of shit Carolina game the other yeah I think I did yeah yeah didn't they get beat by the Dukey Blue Devils oh, God, it was bad so Mike Krasuski yeah yeah <laughs> ACC tournament coming up this week so that'll be fun when did we record last <laughs> Sunday that's what I'm saying I mean it's like uh, you yeah, know it's, it's it's only been it's only been like six hours so we would be recording right now if I was still downstairs riding a gazelle. <laughs> I forgot, people. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we have a we, we we make sure to get one out to you every week. And I'm I'm leaving to go see uh, Nick Cave this weekend, so we yeah. had to had to go a little early. Um. So yeah. Uh. What have you been watching this very long week? <laughs> <laughs> That's the bad thing because I just I just came upstairs, um, watching a movie, riding the, the gazelle, and just and I was just going to come up check my Facebook and go right back downstairs and I see 
uh, I'll be on at 7.10. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Recording today? So anyway, and then when I started thinking about like what I've been watching, I'm like, fuck. I haven't watched shit. So I will give you an overview of what I'm in the process of watching <laughs> yeah. and some other things that aren't movie stuff that I have been watching. Okay, first of all, I've started watching the 1994 seventh game of the Stanley Cup, which was uh, the Rangers versus the Canucks. Uh, and that's when you know the Rangers <laughs> had won one in fucking like 30-some years or 40 years. And they got a bunch of really good players like Marc Messier and some other ones from the Edmonton Oilers. And they won. Wee! Wee. Um, so anyway, on iTunes, if you go to iTunes, the iTunes store and like the TV mm-hmm. and just put in, I think, NHL, they have like a whole bunch of NHL stuff on there. Some of it's actually free. Some of these uh, like um, – uh, game sevens of Stanley Cups, and you know, uh, actually, they're they're fun to watch. The only bad thing was I, I took some that were like the Flyers, and I know that they they won two cups, so everything, and I know when they won two cups. So any of the other ones, I know they're going to lose. But I'm still <laughs> sitting there, and when like a, a a a puck almost goes in the goal, I'm still like, you know, Jesus Christ, and I'm like, you know, I why because but you just get into it anyway. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, on Netflix Instant uh, Heroes of World Class Wrestling. Ooh. This is the um, WWE one, right, right, right. And you know, uh, they've they've there's two different ones, and and they're both good. The only thing that bugged me about this one was, is like they'll throw people in there commenting on world class that had absolutely nothing to do with it, yeah. just because like Triple H, he'll be like, yeah, Kerry Von Erich was this and that. I'm like, you didn't even wrestle in world class. I mean, he knew him when he maybe when he was in WWF as Texas Tornado, but but he's commenting on like just how world-class revolutionized this and that. And I'm like, you know, you could have just, but I know that they're, if they're selling to WWE fans, they're having like yeah. John Cena or somebody on there, you know, they, they, they want to do that. I mean, but who, anyway. who else was in world-class at the, I mean, really it was that when they made that documentary, who was even in WWE that had anything to do with world-class outside of maybe like background guys or, you know, Paul, Paul Bear. Yeah. That's I think he's the only yeah. one. Maybe because everybody wasn't else wasn't wrestling anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Kamala wasn't wrestling anymore. The yeah. Von Erichs are all gone. Uh, Michael Hayes is, was not definitely. Well, not well wrestling. Michael Hayes is on there because he's a uh, booker for WWE now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I just happened to see on uh, some commercial the other day. I guess Triple H finally uh, uh, got rid of all his long locks. Oh yeah, he, he did. I think that like, he did that as soon as he became like a legit like uh, vice president or whatever he is yeah. now. He's, it's been like he, that for about a year. Him and Steph are going to take over. Yeah. But anyway, I uh, watched. Um, oh, uh, I mean, I had some IMDb shit up, so I watched um, this one. I keep for I kept forgetting to to tell you. I think one time I said, "Oh shit, I forgot to put this on my list," and you said, "We'll cover it next time," and I forgot the next time. <laughs> but it's a 2003 movie called Crime Spree, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Brad Meerman. And the reason I watched it is because it has Johnny Halliday in it. Oh, cool! And after we watched uh, that one um, Johnny Poe movie that star that he starred in, and it actually has a really good cast. It has a uh, Gerard Depardieu and Harvey Keitel, and um, I thought it it really. 
it's not all French. It, there's a great majority of it. I would say 75% of it is in English, mm-hmm. if not more, and takes place in America. But it's a, like a, a bunch of French thieves that are uh, told to go and steal something in America. And um, But I thought it was going to be this b- kick-ass, badass movie. And it's like a it's like a kind of a quirky semi funny movie mm-hmm. and there there's one part that stands out and it is uh they're giving each other code names and this one young guy says i'll be elvis and johnny Halliday goes no no i says like <laughs> i should be elvis i look more like elvis than you do and i think that was a play on him being yeah. the french elvis. <laughs> so it was all right but i mean it was okay it was you know it had it did have some action in it but it was more uh, lighthearted, uh, which was kind of a, I don't know if I want to say it's disappointing, but I, I just wanted it to be this badass, you know, almost Johnny Toe-ish movie, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. I watched Ministry of Fear again, which is uh, a Fritz Lang movie. Uh, the, uh, the, the story was written by Graham Greene, um, and it has Ray Milland and um, uh, Dan Duryea, who's in like a lot of uh, noir and westerns. And there was this chicken at Hillary Brook, and fuck a duck, it was she stunningly beautiful. And I looked <laughs> some stuff on her, and she played she I guess uh, several times I think played uh, uh, I think uh, Lou Costello's wife, you know uh, Abbott and Costello in movies, because you know I guess he was kind of you know fat and chubby, and then he has this real beautiful wife I think. Uh, let's see, but that's a that's a good movie. Uh, nice noir uh and it um i don't know i I said last time you know it it does it's this guy kind of just by accident gets involved uh in this kind of secret society nazi kind of thing and it was Mm -hmm. really good and let's see next thing i watched was uh, this was what i was watching while i was riding the gazelle i went to walmart this morning to get some groceries and some melatonin sleep aids which need those badly because i was really out of sync um and it is uh this must be the place uh 2011 with sean penn Uh, they had it at walmart uh and i kind of weird well i was surprised it was at the bottom of the new releases and um it was only like 12 bucks so i was like fuck you know i've heard so much good stuff about this and usually all the new releases that come out or like $19 or something. Mm-hmm. So I scarfed it up, and uh, I have not finished it yet. I was gazelling. And um, <laughs> he, uh, I didn't know uh, Judd Hirsch was in us, and I yeah. like Judd And uh, what's her name? Um, I'll tell you who I really like. Frances McDormand. Yeah, she's in like her just about everything, and uh, she's pretty funny. And, um, you know, it's just so far I really like it. And yeah. um, David Byrne, I like his little appearance. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, I'm skipping back on my IMDb because I am prepared in a way. <laughs> uh, I watched this um, documentary, and how the hell did I get out of sync? Here, you motherfucker! What? Okay, um, I got on uh, iTunes and went to TV, and it said like free, free episodes or whatever. So. I thought, well, why pay for shit if I can just get some free stuff? And one of them was a thing called The Staircase. And they just had one I, – I, I didn't even know it was a documentary because I was just clicking on all these free things. So I started watching it, and it's about this guy and his wife, 
Uh, and one night uh, they're supposedly drinking or whatever, and he calls 911 and says, you know, oh, my God, you got to get here. My wife, she fell down the steps, blah, 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 blah. And the whole thing is like a, a documentary. I don't know how many episodes there are of this that are like 45 minutes. Uh, I guess maybe they showed it on TV, um, and they had just different episodes, uh, and it's just – Following the case from beginning, they sit in, they have cameras in with the defense lawyers, cameras in with the prosecution and everything. It's really good. And so I went and got all the rest of them. I haven't finished watching them yet, but uh, it is by Academy Award winning filmmaker Jean Xavier de l'Estrada. Uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's really good. And I don't know how the hell I got my IMD, but I beat. DB's all fucked up. I thought I had them in order. Uh, next thing I watched, I watched the TV show. The I don't know if it would be the pilot, but it's the first episode of the uh, the following. Uh, and Kevin Bacon stars in this. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's that other fucker's name? Uh, James Perf Perfroy that played uh, in that uh, swashbuckling Pilgrim movie. I can't remember what the fuck that thing was called, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, um, this is. I didn't like it. <laughs> no. It's like uh, it's just really going for a lot of shock value. Like it's almost like Kevin Bacon is uh, Will Graham from uh, Red Dragon, mm -hmm. and he's got this serial killer guy James Perfroy that and 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 it, it parallels a lot. You know that he had captured this guy who's like this intellectual English teacher who's a serial killer and that's you know that's weird that they did that they made that show now seeing with Hannibal's coming out the TV yeah. show so I but the only different now like I was telling I think Valencia said that she's been watching it, she really liked it is it's called the following mm -hmm. and so the first episode really seems a lot like like I said Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter but I think where they go with it that makes it different is this guy, you know, like when serial killers are in jail yeah. and they um, have like women that, that like want to marry him and that yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. It's sort of like that, like the, the following, he sort of has like a, almost like a cult. Oh, uh, okay. We're going to do his bidding or something, I guess. So I haven't watched it anymore, but, uh, and I watched, I got on VHS cause somebody recommended it when they we were talking about, uh, the master and Paul Thomas Anderson, someone had said something about this movie hard eight. And, um, um, so I got online to see if I could find it and it's not on DVD, but I got it on VHS for like two bucks nice. and it's uh, John C. Riley and, uh, the guy who was the, um, the library Nazi on Seinfeld and Gwyneth Powell. <laughs> and, uh, so far, like I said, I haven't finished watching that. Oh. Either. Uh, um, my back's been fucked up yeah. for uh, for a couple of days, and so I've just been laying around. Plus, like I said, my sleep's all messed up, so I've been kind of uh, uh, semi uh, comatose or in a grog by taking stuff to try and make me sleep. Yeah. Uh, and I also the last thing is I watched some uh, old school wrestling. I found this uh, wrestling, uh, this old uh, VHS tape I had uh, from Florida. It has uh, Mr. Florida, who was after I guess Paul Jones was this big babyface wrestler in Mid Atlantic for years and years and years, one of the big you know favorite guys. And then he turned on Ricky Steamboat. They were tag team, and he turned on him, gave him <laughs> in the throat, and beat him in like a fucking uh, 
Battle Royal or something because Steamboat was a young guy and, and he was trying to steal all the thunder while Paul Jones had to carry the weight and he was kissing his biceps and all this stuff. That's what he said. So anyway, he turned on him and started teaming with Baron Von Raschka. <laughs> so then, <laughs> oh my God, I loved Baron Von Raschka when I was a kid. Feel the wrath of the Baron and the claw. And so <laughs> after, I guess, uh, he did that, he disappeared uh, and he had wrestled in Florida when he first started and he was a bad guy down there and um, uh, had like all these real classic message matches with Jack Briscoe and he won like the Florida title and it was a big thing down there where he said on TV that this title means nothing to me blah 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 blah, blah. and he was going to go to this bridge in Florida this famous you know bridge where there's lots of traffic and he was going to throw the belt off the bridge <laughs> and when he announced that on TV and said when he was going to do it all these people showed up and there were people down in the water in boats waiting to catch us well yeah and he i th- they they redid it cuz i think austin did it um uh, to i can't remember who's who he beat for the belt and he threw the belt off the bridge or something like I that that's happened a couple times yeah throwing but i guess the like one of the first ones to do it and but see then after he turned good in mid or bad in mid atlantic and then they got beat and he disappeared uh, he, this guy shows up in Florida, and all you could see, you know, you, this is back when you just had wrestling magazines, and this guy showed up in Florida, Mr. Florida, and nobody knew who it was. Well, it was fucking Paul Jones, and he was a real baby face good guy, and he wrestled Super Destroyer, who later was um, Scott Irwin of the Long Riders, and uh, managed by Sir Oliver Humperdinck. And they did the the gimmick where they had a like a, a feud. And Sir Oliver Humperdinck would smoke a cigar at ringside, and somehow the he jumped up in the ring to try and help the Super Destroyer, and his cigar got knocked in the ring. Super Destroyer picked it up and snuffed it out in Mr. Florida's eyeball. (laughs) The mask, which had one eye thing, like covered up, like with a patch. So anyway, I watched that and a bunch of that shit. So you know, good old fashioned wrestling. Wrestling. That that's about it. Cool. Um. Actually watched I watched a lot of like really low budget shit this week. Um, uh, when we were finished recording the other night, um, I started I, I, I busted out the Mill Creeks, the Mill Creeps, and um, uh, randomly chose a few. I always just ask people on the Facebook group to give me some numbers, and I just kind of randomly pick a DVD that way. Um, the first one was uh, an Umberto Lindsay uh, war movie. Um, called desert commandos it was almost it was almost good which is sounds funny but it it was almost like at times it, it almost was like uh, uh lawrence of arabia because there was these and it, but it's weird though because it's taking it's from the pers- perspective of a, a german like secret group or a nazi secret group that are traveling to casablanca to assassinate um oh who is it uh stalin uh, FDR and um, <laughs> and um, oh Churchill. Uh, Churchill, they're all going to be meeting in in uh, in Casablanca. So they're they've been tasked. These six guys, six Nazis, have been tasked to like go across this part of the desert to Casablanca because nobody would ever expect them to go in that way. Um, it kind of falls apart. Um, some of the desert stuff is pretty cool, but when they actually get to Casablanca, it's just kind of. Like, um, but it's kind of weird that the Nazis in this are pretty much. They're, I mean, they're kind of the good guys in a way, 
That's what Dante tried to tell us. <laughs> it is. Dante's on to something. Well, the, what, what was funny, the reason they were, these particular guys were chosen is because they were actually all American, um, but came to Germany in the 30s. Because yeah. Of, yeah. That um, actually happened. Some Americans yeah. did fight for Nazis. So that, the, these guys knew about like what it was to be an American so they could be undercover better. Um, it was all right. Desert Commandos. Um, let's see. I'd watched another one. This one was fucking terrible. Uh, Life Returns. This is a... It's from 1935, and it's about... Uh, it, it sounded kind of cool. It's about a guy working on a serum that's supposed to bring dead things, people, animals, whatever, back to life. Mm-hmm. The thing turns out being a fucking... I don't like a family drama. Like the guy's wife dies and his son almost is like, he's, he's all depressed because he's lost his funding to do his life serum. And uh, so he's not working and he doesn't have any money. So his son's about to get taken away. So the whole thing is like his son trying to help his dad get a job. And it's really, (laughs) it's not very good. And uh, the, the climax spoiler alert is him bringing the kid's dog back to life to like make them close again. (laughs) Mm. <laughs> it was bad. It was like it was like it was like sixty eight minutes long, and I'm like, "Fuck, isn't this ever gonna end?" <laughs> um, let's see, two for the show, and I watched I watched a couple on YouTube. Um, I forgot to mention one last week. What was that? Oh, um, did I mention Erencia Diabolica, the uh, the one about the clown doll last week? It's I think a, I would have remembered that. Yeah, a, uh, that was my H, my ABCs of cram, anti-cram. That was my H. Um, it's like, I don't remember. I don't know what that means. I didn't look up the translation. But it's about, there's an old lady lives in a house, and she's got like a clown, um, like stuffed doll that apparently like can walk around and stuff, and people have suspicion that she was into like Satanism and black magic and stuff. Anyway, she dies and her only yeah, living... Who ever give them that idea? <laughs> her only... Like well, a walking clown doll. Well, she lives in this giant house and it's got all these masks and shit in it and stuff and she has these people that take care of her but she's kind of... I mean, she's just gone crazy. And uh, But when she dies, her only relative is... Uh, he lives in America and him, they, they, he's basically inherited her house so they go down there and then they start dealing with the, the doll. Um... It was really, really shitty, <laughs> but fun in a shitty way. And the chick that the guy ends up marrying while in Mexico is she's like Mexican, blonde Mexican Peggy Bundy. She's really hot. I posted some photos of her. Um, so, yeah, that was all right. And then I watched, um, well, I was going to start watching Invasion for Flesh and Blood for my eye. And then I realized it was the second in a series. So I watched both. This is a shot on VHS uh movie and its sequel flesh eaters from outer space and invasion for flesh and blood and the guy that did it i'm gonna look up his name but um it's a it's a trauma released but not trauma uh produced a produced movie um this guy he he was working uh with filming some stuff with actual film but it was way too expensive and he found these like super VHS cameras. His name is Warren Disbrow. And basically if, if you think like people that can't act and that are obviously from New Jersey or in the, in the early nineties is, is, is humorous. You'll find value in this at the very least. Um, 
if anything can be said for it, it's a very ambitious movie. It's bad. I mean, it's very poorly acted. I don't, I don't think anybody's actually an actor, but the monster looks pretty good, and it goes in a direction in the sequel that I was not expecting at all. But it's just about this giant ship like appears right outside Earth's orbit. And um, they send up a space shuttle to go check it out. But you said giant shit. <laughs> well, pretty much. And um, they they send up a shuttle, and the and the the monsters on board the big ship end up on the shuttle and come back to Earth and uh, start killing everybody. And they're trying to figure out why exactly that's you know where well they can't find it and why you know they don't know why it's exactly killing people. But the monster looks pretty good, and you know you get some tits and some funny uh, gore. Um, but I mean seriously, like you have to be ready to watch a film that is, you know, filmed obviously in somebody's backyard. Um, but for that, that said, I, I was surprised about how good it was. I actually sat and watched both of them because usually I like micro budget films like that, but if they are, it's very easy for them to just be like, ah, and where they're welcome. This one's for what it is, is pretty well done. I was surprised. So, um, they're both on, uh, they're both on Troma's channel on YouTube. So you can watch them for free. Um, let's see. I watched just one more. Um, no, two more. I watched the junk man. That's my J entry for the ABCs. Um, that is, um, HB Halicki. Um, a movie he did after gone in 60 seconds. Uh, this was an early eighties movie. Oh, he got killed in the sequel. Yeah, he got, he got, well, he got killed making, yeah, gone in 60 seconds too, which apparently had nothing to do with gone in 60 seconds outside of the name. The Junkman was, it's, there's a lot of references to Gone in 60 Seconds because in this one, he's like playing himself, but as a super famous director who has made all this money. And um, eh, the movie's kind of dumb, but it's, uh, but the, there's a lot, you know, the, it almost gets like um, Hal Needham style <laughs> crashes mm-hmm. and stuff in this, just about how absurd it gets because everybody's crashing. Basically, he, there's a plot to he's he's on his way to some rally or something. It's like a James Dean uh, retrospective rally or something, and there's a there's a group of people trying to keep him from getting there. Um, and uh, so they're you know all means necessary, and uh, you know there's p- planes and everything. There's fucking planes flying like ten feet from the ground. It's pretty insane. So that sounds pretty wacky. Yeah, it, it was all right. And then I watched uh, the, the, the last one I watched was uh, Kidnap Syndicate. Um, this is a DeLeo a Eurocrime film with. Um, it's got James Mason and it looks old as hell, and it has Luke Miranda, and it's about two kids that get. Um, I'm not old as hell. <laughs> it gets. Fucker. It gets. Um, it's two kids that get kidnapped. Uh, Luke Miranda's kid is, you know, obviously he, he's the poor guy. James Mason is like this rich industrialist. And just like DeLeo does, he puts in his, uh, his like commie <laughs> left wing messages in it. And it's just like, you know, uh, rich versus poor, that kind of thing. He did a lot in his movies. Um, it's really good. I was, uh, I liked it quite a bit and there's some good action in it, but, um, some good, uh, and the, the police chief, the commissario is pretty, he's funny. I don't remember the guy that played him. Did it have any tit? Um, no, there's no tits in it. So Jesus. it could have been. This probably could have been a PG movie, but it's, nah. it's, it's good, good stuff. And that was all I watched. So Yay. the clock is running, so we need to take a break and come back, and uh, we'll review. Let's do. I guess we'll do Terror Vision first, since it came first. We'll be. That is Rick We'll be right back. We will do the Terror Vision first, <laughs> and that is all the people need to know. 
We'll be right back. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Do you like podcasts where a guy talks about movies? It's not that very encouraging, but okay. You should tune in to Justin Oberholter's Filmwave, where each week I reveal a couple of movies and whatever else comes to mind. Now, does that sound good? Really? What if I got you a celebrity endorsement? Hey, this is Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Listen to Justin Oberholter's Filmwave. This guy's the cinematicist. He watches all the films and stars Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ah, much better. So tune in to Justin Oberholter's Filmwave. Go to freakingawesomenetwork.com, filmwave.blitz.com, or subscribe on iTunes. This is uh, uh, usually I've been I've been letting people choose the songs for the show, but uh, actually I was like, you know what? I've got like 18 songs in my in my iTunes with the word TV in it, so I'm just gonna choose those. Uh, that was okay. what? What? Um. All right. Terrorvision. Um. A family's new satellite TV system starts receiving signals from another planet, and soon it becomes the passageway to an alien world. Yeah, that's what it does. <laughs> uh, this is st- stars uh, uh, stars Diane Franklin. This this is pretty, you know, for for like shitty B movies. This is, has a pretty star studded cast. Has a uh, Mary Waranov from uh, uh, Rock and Roll rock, High School. Rock, 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 yeah. High School. Garrett Graham. You probably recognize him from Phantom of the Paradise. You got Diane Franklin. She was in um, that John Cusack movie, and she played the French exchange student. Um, what else was she in? Anyway, um, so yeah, there's a lot of familiar faces there. The, Bert the, Remsen. I remember the one that played Grandpa. He's been in a fucking yeah, crush. Yeah, yeah, He was oh, pretty funny. I liked him. He was funny. He was a teabagger, but he was funny. Yeah, uh, he was a teabagger. <laughs> your nurse, that was your nurse's husband. Oh, um, it would surprise me. She looked like she'd fucking be married to him. All right, uh, so Zom, what did you think of... Television. 1986. Well, let me just put it to you this way, people. Um, this movie, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it definitely has an 80s feel. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's interesting because it has it's 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 almost like a 50s feel. Yeah, it's set it's, like it's, transplanted into the 80s. Well, I mean, I remember like movies like this. Uh, now, this one is a lot more. Uh, it's I'm not a lot more tongue in cheek. It's totally tongue in cheek. Yeah. But yeah, like a like video drone or something like that. But this this movie, I started watching it and I'm like, 
you know, I got to be honest, people. <laughs> I was watching this in the in my uh, doctor's waiting room while I, or in the like the big waiting room, and then when they took me back, I was watching it in there while I was waiting for him for the teabagger woman to come in. And um, dude, I was kind of thinking <laughs> to myself. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. <laughs> now, now, but I will say this, this seems like something that would have been on HBO mm-hmm. back in the, in the eighties. And to me, it seems like maybe even earlier than 86 and where, you know, I would have seen this and then thought back like now, okay, how the fuck did I see this? Cause I know I did not go to the theater and it would have been on like, uh, HBO or cable or something like that. But, um, nevertheless, <laughs> Um, this, it's, it's got a real super duper, um, I'm trying to think what movie I was thinking of that we reviewed that reminded me of the, of like the lines and the acting probably, I, well, I can't even think of it now. I wish I would, I didn't have fucking notes to, you know, I didn't have anything to write on when I was in the doctor's office, but, um, it starts out with this, you know, family and they have one of those giant fucking, Satellite. This isn't like direct TV satellite dish that's fairly small. This is one of those giant ones that you could make a hot tub out of when it stopped working. <laughs> right. And Garrett Graham is the dad, and he's got some kind of goddamn stupid-looking fucking jumpsuit on, uh, like a one-piece thing with a zipper. And he's the dad, and he's the um, you know uh, I can fix anything. I'm you know he's not smart, but he you know he's gonna. It's like my dad, he's going to try and save $2 and fucking do it himself. And he's trying to hook up this goddamn fucking dish. And this ball-headed fucker, which I'm trying to think who he was, because I've seen him in something before. Is that Sonny Carl Davis? The, yes, the, the satellite dish guy? Yes, the satellite dish guy. I've seen him in other shit. Um, <laughs> and, and, and obviously he was in he's this. In fast uh, times. Yes, yes, he was in Fast Times. Um, and, but who the hell was he in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Uh, oh, he was the guy. He, he came in and was bitching about to, uh, to uh, Judge Reinhold about um, he wanted his, his uh, meal and his 75 cents. And this guy was, be, and this, <laughs> this uh, employee was being a dick to me or whatever. You know, he didn't say dick. He was, but in, anyway, something, he's he was been, in something recently called Evil Bong 3D The Wrath of Bong. Uh, rather bong. An, a, an uh, evil alien bong crashes on Earth. It's intent world domination. <laughs> well, you have okay. Now see, he's he's the cable or the not the cable guy, but the dish guy, and he's like, I told you, you know, I, I warned you about these do-it-yourself T one thousands or whatever. And so they're fucking just you know, the the dialogue is really really cheesy. The yeah. acting is super. But I think I mean. A lot of the actors in this, like you said, are known actors, and they're not bad actors. So they were going for this this style of you know campy kind of shit. Um, and so anyway, <laughs> this mother, yeah, campy kind of shit, which you can I guess probably tell by my. Like I said, if I was if I would have been like uh, between twelve and maybe sixteen or something, I probably would be sitting here watching this and be laughing my ass <laughs> off. But because I'm like fucking an old man, I was like, why am I watching this? I hate silver and gold. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to find the opening song. But which which Loaf actually even posted on the group. 
before I had even watched it, Zom's gonna love this. And I'm like, Yeah, that uh, was well that was for Video Dead. Here we go. Yeah, well anyway. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So this just that, that even the music just gives you some idea, and um, the kids are there. I guess it does have sort of a sort of a statement. It's it's making a goofy statement about like TV and yeah. uh, you know families. The, the, the girl is like, oh, where's MTV and all this and that, you know, and, and they're flipping channels. Now, this one was the one that actually showed some Lucha Libre. Oh, yeah, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. When I saw that, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and, and they did show, <laughs> show a couple of, uh, while they were trying to get the dish to work, uh, uh, like an old monster movie, uh, the, the, the grandpa is like like loves a, a survivalist teabagger guy that has a bunker <laughs> and and and, and uh, machine guns and everything and he's always ch- chomping on these um, um, lizard tail it, jerky yeah it was jerky but it was lizard tail jerky which it, it, in some stupid goofy way it kind of made sense because you could cut the lizard's tail off and make jerky <laughs> out of it and it would keep regenerating its tail. So I don't know, you know, how practical that would be to have like a giant. <laughs> You'd have to uh, have a fucking like herd, yeah, herd of lizards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long, long it takes them to grow their tail back, but if they could make a penis that was like that, you know, I don't know if that would be. I yeah, mean, you you wouldn't want to lose it though; it wouldn't be fun to lose it. Maybe it would grow back and it'd be longer. But anyway, you have uh, Mary Woronove who played the principal in um, Rock and Roll High School. And as we have stated before, she is one of these people that was in a ton of shit. But if you look up like her nude pictures, there are several pictures of her where it – I mean if she, if she would unspread her legs and a penis was had been tucked down between her legs, it wouldn't surprise you because she really has a tranny kind of a, of a look. And, mm-hmm. and then she plays the wife of Garrett Graham. And the, one of the things that I thought was funny, and like I said, it, it, I guess they, they were kind of making some statements on on um, American um, uh, families and culture and shit like that. Because right in the middle, you know, they're sitting there talking, and they're like, "Okay, kids, we we've got to get, we've got to, Daddy and I have to go uh, get ready for tonight. Um, we're going to we're going to go swinging." And so they're like swingers and shit. And um, so that was kind of intriguing. But the whole thing was so goddamn fucking goofy. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, it almost looked like something that you would see like with Sigmund the Sea Monster on a Saturday morning. It's very sur- – uh, I mean, the, the movie's surreal. It, almost look, it, it could almost be like a, a stage show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I think they could do something like almost like a Rocky Horror picture if yeah. they had just big Muppets and shit that could come out. Well – the, the 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 goddamn dish um, gets it, it fucking channels this. Um, um, well, yeah, there's a well, there's a yeah. We we we're introduced at the beginning. There's like the planet Pluton mutant disposal unit or something, and they they turn the monster into electricity and it starts bouncing off planets. And this guy's satellite dish picks up that elect that electrical current, so the monster like manifests in their TV. Yeah, and the monster's not like uh, the, the 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 alien guy looks like something out of Space 1999 or 
you know, the he looked like part. um he reminded me of what was the what was the movie with uh I, th- I think Dennis Quaid Dennis Quaid a- Alien uh, they were on that planet marooned on the planet yeah it was like the Lee Marvin fucking movie with Tashiro Mifune and they were on a on a on a island they were World War II guys except they were it was Dennis Quaid and and Alien Lewis Gossett Alien <laughs> something. In, enemy uh, mine. That's what it was. Enemy mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of what it looked like. It, or or uh, fucking Triton from uh, the Inhumans in Marvel Comics. <laughs> but anyway, and then the the giant fucking monster thing. It, it it really wasn't scary looking. I guess if it was in real life, you'd be like, holy fuck. But it, it did look like Sigma the Sea Monster. It had one big eyeball over here, and you can't see what I'm doing with over here. But then it had a, a, another eyeball that was kind of like a, a lazy eye and shit. But it was then just it had, big, then it had one that was like a, a, a big tentacle that was like a big dick, and that had a yeah, that had a, a, an eyeball on the end of it too. It looked like a a big uh, like if you had a when like a scab. That like a big scab that had like a sort of some pus around it, but it had some <laughs> hard parts and shit, and it was just this big mass of bleh. And uh, so anyway, um, it somehow the dish picks up this fucking signal, which is this goddamn fucking monster, and uh, the parents decide they're gonna you know I guess get it on with this other this other couple. And anyway, <laughs> it, it just. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you go into it, I, I mean, if you go into it knowing what it's going to be, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know what it was or what it was, what to expect. And I think, uh, I, and if I was probably a little bit high, <laughs> that wasn't a bad idea. A lot high because I mean, like when I'm taking like the the, the sleep aids and the and the sleeping <laughs> shit, I'm more or less like. Uh, I think it's more like uh, uh, almost like heroin or something, where you're just kind of like a zombie, mm-hmm. and your eyes are open, and but you're kind of like blue. And so I wasn't getting the the giggly laugh that I would probably get out of some skunk weed or something. Like <laughs> I don't know what that even means or any of that shit, but I've heard. Uh, <laughs> but I, they the 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 daughter sort of has a Cindy Lauper look going on. Yeah, yeah. And but she's a little, you know, kind of obnoxious uh teen and uh she has a boyfriend who Better Off he, Dead, that's what she was in. That's no, the movie I was trying to think of the name of. She was also in Bill and Ted's. I forgot about that. She played um uh uh, uh what was the name of that the the Joan of Arc. She played Joan of Arc. <laughs> um what now what was it was, no, was, it was Joan of Arc. What the hell was, was she? Spiro, the boyfriend? Say that again, I'm sorry. Was Spiro the boyfriend? No, Spiro was the was the Greek swinger. Oh, the Greek swinger. Sorry, okay, she what? played one of the princesses in in uh, not 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 Joan of Arc. She played one of the princesses in Bill and Ted's. What's the boyfriend's name? Do you remember? In the movie, his name's O.D. He's played by a guy named John Grise. Because I was trying to Greece. figure. Okay, yeah, yeah, there he is. He was. I've seen him in a bunch of shit. Uh, he was in Taken. Yeah. <laughs> was, I think I, I, I recognize him from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in a bunch of shit. Napoleon. But like you said, there's been a bunch of people. But this boyfriend is is so is the stereotypical, horribly stereotypical, uh, heavy metal guy. He he looks like somebody that would be like an Iron Maiden. And they did show like the uh, when she was like, uh, "Where's MTV?" And the dad's like turning, flipping the channels. It was like a Blackie Lawless 
uh, music video, and she's sitting there. She goes, "Oh my god, I love this! I love this!" And I'm like, "You're dressed like Cindy Lauper," but it was, <laughs> but she was dating a heavy metal guy, and, um, and he was wearing a fucking wasp shirt. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, wasp. That was Blackie Lawless was the, the lead singer of Wasp, and I never listened to them, but I just know that from like uh, behind the music or some bullshit right. like that. <laughs> but anyway, there, there was one scene in this that struck me as. Uh, 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 that had something to do with what we talked uh, talk about about a certain movie called Prometheus, <laughs> and uh, that is when uh, the tentacle thing comes up out of the goo in Prometheus, and the one um, science guy is like, <laughs> right. hey, "Hey, baby, yeah, oh, you're pretty, you know," and everybody busts up. Oh, why would you ever do that? Blah, 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 blah. Well, these fucking morons are, are doing this in 1986 <laughs> to this fucking monster <laughs> and feeding it like pizza and shit like that. So, <laughs> fuck you, people. You know. So anyway, do you have anything to add? Yeah. I mean, not add, but to add on because, um, <sighs> I understand. <laughs> just. <laughs> this the this would this movie would play well to the anybody that you, if you if you like rocky horror and that kind of aesthetic and sense of humor this might be this is a good one for you um would you say as someone who who is a purveyor of the green that this would be a good movie to watch oh if, yeah this would have oh. been awesome i would have i would have really liked this one <laughs> <laughs> not that I, I i honestly but i did like this one but i yeah this would be this would be really funny otherwise um and i think it would be also better to watch it with someone else yeah yeah because i'm sitting there by myself and i'm just kind of like <laughs> um no i had never seen this before and i this this is one of those posters that you probably saw on the video store wall all the way from when you were a kid or you know back in the mid 80s when it came out um the uh but it's it, it's just it's lampooning just 80s culture in general and these kind of out-of-touch parents. Um, you know, there's the line when the dad says, don't you know? Don't they know how ridiculous they look as he's putting on like this shirt that's buttoned down <laughs> to his belly button and these, all these gold chains to go yeah. to a swinger party in the 80s? Um, that sort of reminded me of, of the Will. Uh, he'll <laughs> say that to his kids one of these days. Don't, you, don't they realize how ridiculous they look? And then they'll have pictures of him with his African leather medallion. And uh, uh, the um, I was this is what we called a rave, kids. I wasn't expecting this movie to be as juicy as it was. It was pretty gross at times. Um, yeah, the monster had a very interesting way of eating people, and that it had this like weird long like you could tell it was a. Uh, just like on a string or something, but this claw on the end of one of his tentacles and he would just like, it would stab into people and he would basically like suck their insides out and they would turn into just like goo on the ground. Um, the, <clears throat> the, um, there's some lines that, you know, were corny, but I still laughed at like, uh, for some reason when the dad says, if you're going to hang out and guzzle my hiney, at least you could do something. But that, that was not, <laughs> I don't think that was intentionally done like that, but I still laughed at it. But, uh, when he goes, Heineken, when <laughs> fuck that shit, fuck that shit, there's Heineken all over the place in this movie. They show it like six times. And they also say butthole like six times too. They can't, <laughs> we say butthole. I wonder, I know. Uh, did they have product placement back then? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, did Heineken actually? Oh, they had crazy. Well, remember we watched in uh, in Cannonball Run. They had the fucking product placement everywhere, and they had um, 
in the junk man today when i watched that they kept they kept like the cars kept like would stop at the perfect place to see the sign on the side or something <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah definitely definitely um Medusa wants you to call in your kinky nightmare, and then it, it just you get a crash zoom on her cleavage. That's a, not I even a crash about zoom. Medusa, yeah, it's slow. Yeah, but so Medusa, there's a there's a uh, an Elvira spoof. Uh, this lady called Medusa, and she's got this horrible plastic snake wig, um, but she's got, <laughs> she's got these huge tits. Like they look like the way they're the way they're stuffed in there. I'm pretty sure they're gonna hang down to her belly buttons if she ever took take it off. But at least you get some good cleavage. So. Because um, it's, it's got like that like tit table. It's not like yeah, right yeah. on the top. It's like chest and then. I like, like the a, tit table. I like know? the half bra and the sh- or the shelf bra. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the um, tit oh. table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but the, when they're flipping through the channels, uh, the. Uh, <laughs> They stop on a porn channel, and it was funny to me that the parents were so not. They weren't concerned about the you know exposing their kids to the shit on TV, but they're they stop on channel sixty nine. And let me tell you, this this they, the remote they have for the satellite dish is absurd. It actually has a little satellite dish on the remote. It's like the it's the size. Uh, if if anybody knows how big an iPad is, imagine that's about how big the top of it is. But then it's you know then it's deep, and then it's got a little satellite dish on the top. And fucking to get to channel sixty nine, he's got to fucking like type a sentence. It looks like on it. And for as like as wired up as this house is, they have the worst TVs. <laughs> These TVs. Yeah. I mean, in the next movie, there's a shitty TV, but that one makes sense. This one, they just look the same, and they're still shitty anyway. But uh, they're st- they're flipping through the channels, and he's like, "Hey, channel sixty nine pops." <laughs> hey, they're they're into that, and he's like, "Would you look at those hooters?" <laughs> you know, shit like that. And the kids are just like grossed out, um, g- totally gross. The uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, I wrote, "Do something, you ugly bastard!" What a bunch of crud! What the hell? I don't even know what that was. Do something, you ugly bastard. Maybe that's what, what your a, wife said to you. What a bunch of crud, probably. Did she um, write it down? <laughs> she wrote it right in the middle of my notes. Um, <laughs> Quit watching those fucking stupid movies and do something. Well, I, I just, I like um, the guy that plays uh, Mr. Putterman, the dad. Um, mm. What's his name again? J- Garrett Graham. He's a fun, like, he's funny, and he acts like this, like, in a lot. Um, he, uh, I like somebody that can pull off the corny shtick. He has that look on it. Yeah. Like, he has a look that I guess gives him the ability to do it and where you can take his hamminess seriously. Like, you're right. All right. He's going to do this. You know, he's like the, I mean, the way he acts in this movie, he's almost like the old, um, the old bit they did on Saturday Night Live with the wild and crazy guys. He's almost, yeah, he's yeah. almost like that. Well, not, not with the foreign accent, but you know, um, the uh, when they bring the swingers home, the the one Greek guy, uh, he was pretty funny. He looked like Montalban a little bit, but um, I I kept thinking I kept thinking he was Spanish, but he, then he said he was Greek. He did a horrible Greek accent, but he did want to make them an ouzo margarita, which would be fucking awful. Have you ever had ouzo before? No, nope, nope. I saw I saw uh, Mash when they drank Uzo, and uh, Henry Blake got so fucked up he made a can or tried to eat a can spam or a, they made a lamb out of spam. It's um, it's Uzo is like it tastes like licorice, really. 
So a margarita doesn't um, doesn't um, Jägermeister taste like licorice? Yeah, well, not as much as this. I mean, this and this is clear. It's not dark. <laughs> Ugh. So a uzo margarita would be gross because that's like <laughs> that would be like citrus and uh, licorice together. Um, that guy was in Spiro was in Mr. Majestic with Charles Bronson. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and breakout with Charles Bronson. His his turn was pretty It'll funny. Probably He's come like, out one of these days with him and Charles Bronson. We're fucking love. <laughs> Is he a manly man? Does Stanley take God, it? God, he was man? in the Ninth Configuration too. That was just some fucking good movies for a guy that was in this turd. <laughs> His turn was pretty funny though when when he's talking to uh, uh, what's her face. Um, <laughs> when he's like he's like he asks if Stanley takes it like a man. Uh, that was pretty funny. Mary to Mary Warnoff. They had already separated at that point, and there she was pegging him. And then uh, uh, he, uh, Mister Mister Putterman, sees the the blonde chick when she takes her uh, takes her clothes off. She has her bikini on. He's like, "Holy tomatoes!" <laughs> that was, which she didn't really have any great tomatoes, but yeah. I guess they were quality over quantity. Um, has there been has there, has there been mis- some misunderstanding? I am Greek, you know. Uh, what's this algae? Maybe it's a sex lubricant, huh? Um, not very funny. A big monster. <laughs> uh, that was the goo in the swimming pool, um, in their indoor swimming pool. Um, another funny grandpa line. Remember what I told you about explosives, boy? Blow your dang balls off. That guy. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> it was funny though. I I, I don't recall see or hearing the word butthole in a movie, and they said it like six times in this. I I, I appreciated that because I like the word. Uh, He's like, and OD at one, I, he, this line really made me laugh. He's like, he's trying to remember E.T., but he's like, you remember that movie? Because they're, you know, they're, they're feeding this a- alien and stuff. He's like, you remember that movie about the space dude made you cry like a butthole? <laughs> Which made me laugh. Um, oh, stop. <laughs> uh, they say the TV, next to food and music, the TV is mankind's greatest invention. And the um, the death of the cop made me laugh for some reason. There's a cop that dies in it, but he has this weird, like, shocked face. If you've seen the beginning of Ghostbusters when the librarian gets scared by the ghost and her hair blows back, that kind of happens to this guy. His hair is blowing back and there's light on his face. <laughs> and it just made me laugh. But th- this movie's absurd. It's, you know, it's it's colorful. You It's not... It's, it's, it's just... It's a horror comedy, but very, like, tongue-in-cheek kind of comedy. So it's not for everybody, obviously. <laughs> no, it's not. It really is... <laughs> Let's get into our ratings. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I mean, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> three. <laughs> three. Gen- that's being very generous. A three from. I, I would not have watched this if we weren't doing the show. Okay. I, I just I just didn't. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, now. Eh, Maybe it was the mood that I was in, or something like that. And 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 if I, I'm sure that when I was younger, like I said, if I would have watched this, it would have probably been like a six or something like that, you know. Because I, but I just, I just could not. I, it's, I don't know. Maybe I, that zaniness. I'm just not into zany anymore. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I really wish I saw this when I when it came out because I w- I would have I would have a different appreciation of it. Um. The um, you know the 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 humor can be can get grating if you're you got to be in the mood for this one I think if you haven't seen it now if you're if you're a, if you'd seen this back in the day don't worry about revisiting it because I'm sure it's going to be fine um, I give it a seven I thought it was solid um, I, honestly I think maybe if I 
revisit this um, now knowing exactly what it is that I might like it even better. So, but uh, I thought I liked it. A lot. I liked it quite a bit. Um, so a seven and a three, and I feel like the next one. <laughs> even more. Well, you know the the. the, the. Now go ahead. Yeah. I, I remember the what, the other movie that I was thinking about, but it has more to do with the other one. Okay. Um, um, speaking of the other one, let's take a break and come back and review that video dead right after this break. During this podcast, I've seen a lot of changing in the way you feel about me and in the way I feel about you. In here, there is only one action movie being reviewed, but I guess that's better than 20 million. I guess what I'm trying to say is if I can record and you can listen, everybody can be entertained. Yo, Adrian! Action Attraction, your home for all things action. To find out more, visit MetalMikey.Lipson.com or search for Action Attraction in iTunes. Some video dead 1987. Zom, why don't you introduce it here? Okay. A family takes delivery of a new TV set, unaware that it is a gateway by which killer zombies enter the world. <laughs> yeah, that's basically uh yeah. This is uh this was a revisit for me. Um I I think this was on Netflix Instant maybe last year, the year before, and um it's uh it's I don't even remember why I watched it. Um it's uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I watched it. <laughs> you had to. Um <laughs> the um so it's very it's this is you know, speaking of micro budget, I was surprised that this was an MGM film because this feels like, you know, this feels super, super low budget. I don't know if it's ever got a a, uh, I don't know if MGM did straight to D or straight to VHS or whatever. It feels $80, like dollar budget, eighty thousand. Wow, what the yeah, fuck? probably all went into the zombie makeup. Um, but yeah, because <laughs> it did not go into the acting. Um, well, now this one, this was the one. Uh, I'll just get this out of the way quickly because the the. I can't remember what the goddamn movie was called, uh, but it was the, by the guy that was the the director that was the goddamn ended up big, being a pedophile, and it was about the I think the killer clowns that had Sam Rockwell. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, it, well, shit. Let me find it real quick. Um, it was it was like Sam Rockwell was really young, and uh, goddamn it, and. They made this movie about these clown clown house, okay? And clown house was directed by Victor Salva, mm-hmm. okay? Now he was the one that ended up 
uh, I think actually Clown House, they, they, the guy, the kid that played Sam Rockwell's younger brother, it came out that this Victor Salva was like a oh, pedophile. Is he the guy that directed Powder? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, okay. And so anyway, um, but what the, the connection for me was that a lot, I just, when I was watching this, was the, the dialogue and a lot of the way that this was shot, it just looks like, like I guess the cinematography and stuff just kind of reminded me of that. So uh-huh. anyway, that's the only thing, because I, I couldn't think of what I was, was uh, going to, a, a comparison, but it just has that look. And Clown House had this really weird kind of, uh, I don't know. Uh, and uh, I, I I can't explain it, but I mean, if you've seen Clown House, you probably know what I'm talking about. Right. I, yeah. I, I haven't seen that, but I, I, I am. When you said when you started saying that, I am familiar with. If that you want to hear Sam Rockwell sing an annoying song over and over and over, that is like some shitty made-up song just for for the uh, for the movie. Oh God, it's brutal. <laughs> and the only reason I watched it was because the, I had heard that the guy was a pedophile or whatever, and it was like a big scandal. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. This is, um, you know, the, this 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 movie feels kind of like a trauma movie. It even has kind of a trauma joke almost at the beginning when uh, a guy answers the door and he's like, you know, I don't have any. He wants a cigarette, and one of the delivery guys is like, I don't have any cigarettes. I'm a chewer and spits in the bushes. But this is this was not a trauma movie. I'm surprised, but I mean, this this is something that would be up that that kind of that kind of alley, I think. But um, the um. So yeah, the story that you were saying, there's a, a a TV mysteriously delivered to this house. It's a weird looking house. Like, it's like flat on the front, sort of. I, I don't know. It's something like really shitty looking about this house that made me kind of sad when I saw. It. I don't know why. Kitchen was dirty. Yeah. Like the the grout and stuff between the tile had like mildew and shit. Yeah, and then it was like at the end of this weird road, like. It was like a dead end with like a big barricade at the end, and you could see it was like woods and field behind it. Um, and apparently, the guy's a writer, although he looks like he could even be homeless. But he lives there, and he gets this TV delivered to him. And you find out it's by accident, but his TV shows up in this really fucked up looking wooden crate with shredded newspaper. It's like, come on, why? why <laughs> they don't even try to package it better. But when you find out when it where it's going. Um, it, it makes a little more sense, but the guy says a TV, who the hell would send me a TV? I don't even watch TV <laughs> like that matters, but, um, but you get, you get some pretty good, um, low budget zombie makeup right from the beginning. Like I guess that's probably where a lot of the budget went, but this TV, when you, t- it, it turns on by itself, um, it has this weird, like, I don't know if it looked like it was melted or something on the top. Um, and I can't remember if the guy pl- unplugged it or not, but it was still playing by itself. But it always shows this zombie movie, this black and white zombie movie. Um, and when the TV stays on long enough, the zombies end up showing up wherever that TV is. So you find out that the TV was supposed to be delivered to the occult place, not this guy's house. And how they mix that up, I have no idea. But um, the, the 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 zombie makeup's very drippy. Um, I like the one, <laughs> I like the one, the, the one zombie where you could, he looked like he had the side of his face ripped off so you could see his teeth because he would always throughout the movie kind of, he would laugh. He'd be like, <laughs> and kind of like shake his head like he was laughing. But those teeth would actually open up on the side of his mouth, which looked pretty good. Um, and I, I knew right off the bat that we, I, I knew the poor, the part when, um, 
I knew you would hate the movie is <laughs> when, the t- <laughs> when the TV falls on the floor and like all the lightning starts coming out of it and the zombie's head like peeks out of it. And it's the old the old trick with the uh, you know the TV uh, conveniently is lying on the back. So the screen is facing up so that the zombie can stick his head out. And, you know, obviously it's the floor is hollow underneath or whatever. What? I just, the only thing I Spoiler wish, alert. I wish they had, um, I wish they had actually shown the zombies crawling out of the TV. Cause that would have been pretty funny. Cause I don't that know. That one how exactly. goddamn zombie in the fucking, uh, bride, uh, outfit looks like Phyllis Diller. <laughs> and you probably, do you know who Phyllis Diller is? Yeah. Real reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the Chuck Norris movie we reviewed? Silent Rage? No, no, no. That's the second one. The one that takes place in Chicago. Um, Oh, um, Code of Silence. Yeah. The the chick in that reminded me of the chick in this, or 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 vice versa, really. This, um, her, the one that played the daughter, uh, Molly Hagen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, But the one in this kind of reminded me of her, except more angular. Like she had a big jaw and stuff. Um, yeah, not very cute. She was a really, really bad actress. What is what is her name? teeth weren't very white either mine aren't either but you know i'm not an actor <laughs> she's like the she her teeth are like the grout in the kitchen the, the like some of the i mean i guess zombie i don't know if the the, the I, it's not i guess maybe zombies because they're dead the blood seems more like um like uh, pink lemonade or something. <laughs> it's very watery. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, um, it's not I'm not a big horror fan anyway. So, I mean, you know, um, the, uh, so the two, their, the parents planned it out. Well, apparently because, uh, they leave, they send their two kids to this new house. So after the, the, after the zombies show up, uh, the guy, um, the guy, uh, well, the, the writer, he's dead. And you get to see him. He's wearing, I don't know why, but the, um, maybe because the zombies have a sense of humor, but I think he's wearing like a party hat. And like, for some reason, his face is already like pale gray, like he's been dead for years or something. Don't do party, man. And the, it's really just the next day. But, um, the, that house goes for sale and, uh, the, the people that end up buying it, I don't know if they ever saw it or what, but, um, the you know, lazy asshole parents they they leave their kids to unpack and move in while they're out out of the country <laughs> somewhere. Or, or smart parents depending right, on yeah yeah the um so the chick that's what i think first. i think kids just basically are late you know for some parents they they're cute when they're little and you have to do all this stuff but then they just they become like labor <laughs> well yeah but, but then they well these parents have turned it around they've, they're getting their kids to do labor so they leave uh Oh, what was her name in the movies? Jeff and Zoe, and he calls her Zoe because Zoe is so much harder to say. Um, no. The um, but he uh, well, she shows up first and she starts unpacking and stuff. And the TV is stuck in the attic, I think, because it, it. I don't know why. When the guy showed back up to pick up the TV and they find the guy dead, they don't take the TV. They just like, oh, I guess we're we're splitting. <laughs> the TV just stays in the house for whatever reason. So it's yeah, there the knobs were probably stripped. Probably had to use a <laughs> screwdriver, um, or not a screwdriver. We'd always have to use the, the pliers because my dad, quit turning that too goddamn fast. You're gonna break the fucking knobs, and then you that would break the knob, and then you'd have to use pliers. We we had a couple like that. We had an old Zenith that you could pull the uh, pull zenith. the. 
a Zenith TV with a it was in a wood box. It was, it was you it was know like what's funny is I don't miss this, but just a nostalgia thing. I I, I miss that the vertical and horizontal hold. <laughs> Yeah, you know when the and it would start rolling like if the tube or whatever was going bad and it would just start rolling and you'd get it to either roll real slow or if you got it to roll real fast. I mean, you could never get it to stop. It would just roll. The picture would roll. <laughs> you don't have that anymore. No, well, you don't. Yeah, you don't need it anymore because it's a different, uh, different technology, I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure there's no guess to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, wacky. This one isn't as as uh, this one is not tongue in cheek. It's not uh, wild and wacky. No, it's not. And the um, the when the when the other when the second kid shows up, I don't. I really. It was really annoying the way they did that because you you start to think he's a zombie at first, and he's for some reason he's staggering through the woods behind the house to come in. Like instead of taking a cab and getting out by the front door like everybody else, he's wandering through the woods in the behind the house, which is really odd. But is this the one with the pu- this is the one with the dog, isn't it? The like the poodle? Yeah, the the chocolate. Okay. The, the, okay. Yeah. Whatever it was. It looked it doesn't it's it not what the kind of dog you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, it 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 was about the same size, except yeah. the, it was a little black poodle too, and she calls it cho- chocolate. Well she's calling it, but and she was just dog sitting. Um yeah. but the um so I guess Jeff is supposed to be like a punk rocker, but man, he's fucking lame. Oh my God. <laughs> there is a funny part where he's asking, like apparently him and his sister haven't seen each other for a while and she's going to college now. And, uh, he asked her what her major is and it's aerobics. And <laughs> nice. And he's like, you can't major in aerobics. And then and her minor is music videos. <laughs> Jesus. It is 80s. But um, you know, that, I mean, the, well, I guess the one guy, he's sort of like a low-budget, uh, well, I was going to say Ryan Gosling, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to insult Ryan Gosling. Oh, he's God, sort of, he I don't so know. Lame. Maybe he doesn't like He looks sort of like if 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 one of the Van Pattens raped uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling and somehow they had a baby <laughs> coming out of his butthole. Now, that little blonde-haired girl, she's, she, I mean, you know, she, she wasn't was mad. Kinda, she was kind of cute. She had big bangs, yeah. but I, if, if I, if, when I was 13, I would have thought she was super hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that, the, the one that, the, the, well, you remember when Nicole Kidman first started yeah. and like was in those Tom Cruise movies and had that ugly, curly, permed hair? <laughs> right. That's what that one girl looks like. And, yeah. I, and she's just not attractive. No. She has two, yeah. It's her jaw. She's got that pointy jaw. Yeah, she, she has like a, she has like a square jaw. Well, I don't know. She's not very attractive. Whatever. Who cares? Um. So, uh, the, the she's ugly. <laughs> there's a guy, and I'm just going to call him Texas. But Texas, uh, he shows up at the house, and he's looking for this television. I don't know why it's taken him so long to get there. Maybe I guess he had some way of tracking it. I don't know. But a weird, a funny continuity error that had me thinking of something that might actually be going on differently. But uh, the um. Jeff is <laughs> Jeff is asleep, and just like uh, sorry, just like the first time when the TV's delivered. Now Jeff's asleep, and the doorbell rings for the Texas guy, and um, Jeff's laying on the bed, and he's wearing his T-shirt. And by the time he gets to the door to answer it, he is he doesn't have a shirt on anymore. <laughs> so I was like, I know it was probably just a you know a continuity error, but I was thinking. Man, I wonder if he just realized it was like this, like kind of Barry dude at the door, and he was trying to be a little twink and impressive. Like, what is this guy? What yeah. Is this guy to? Um, Hi, what's your name? 
so Jeff uh, Jeff starts uh, smoking some weed and man he's got he rolls a fucked up looking joint like it's all like wrinkled and like kind of bent in the middle <laughs> it's like have you ever done this before um, but he uh, <laughs> the TV starts talking to him yeah and uh, he um, it calls him up into the attic and the there's a chick on the TV that um, you know I think the maybe the she kind of looked like the who was the uh, the legendary woman that rode the horse through whatever town like naked? Um, she, looked, she looked like a dirty Eastern European whore, honestly. <laughs> yeah, just long blonde. I mean, really long blonde hair that sort of tried to cover up her tits. And she had this like Lady weird, terrible makeup. Oh, she was awful. Yeah, she's gross. But she's she's kind of tempting. Would you take a blowjob from her though? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, the uh, uh, Jeff thinks it's the fault of the weed that he's now talking to the television, and there's a woman coming out of it, taking her tits out, and uh, and she, I don't know if it was Texas or whatever that kills the woman on TV. I don't remember, but they, somebody kills the blonde <laughs> woman on TV, and but then you know, April comes into the scene now. April yeah, slashes her throat with a fucking like straight razor. Or yeah, something. yeah. And uh, April has the enormous bangs, and um, but they established that they both hate poodles, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but they poodle gets out uh, uh, chocolate is the poodle's name. The poodle gets out the front door, and they so they're out looking for it. And um, <laughs> that, oh, well, I love I mean this like, but when that blonde, the, the the is it the sister, the blonde, the, no, the cute blonde, the, the sister, the sister was the is the, is cur- the, is the curly curly sister. hair, yeah, and the and the yeah. April but the, is the, the cute blonde when she's brushing her teeth at first, it's kind of turning me on. <laughs> oh, that was really bizarre. It was almost like it got it got gross later, but I mean, when right when she starts, she has nice lips. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> that brushing the teeth was really funny, but they go out looking for a chocolate, and there's a, she starts saying. April says, um, "She they can't let her run out in the woods because he always like he tries to bang skunks, <laughs> and the and the dog he said the dog loves it like fucking chocolate. The poodle is a sexual sexual miscreant. <laughs> like he likes when poodles spray him, and he'll he gets even more turned on. Um, he likes when poodles spray him. So skunks. the um." The next day, uh, uh, well, the poodle ends up dead, and um, they uh, because it's killed by one of the zombies, and that's when the zombies are introduced to this group of people. I just don't know how a goddamn zombie could catch a poodle. I th- maybe the maybe the po- maybe the poodle smelled something terrible and like went to go hump the zombie. <laughs> yeah. But um, I really laughed at this when uh, when Jeff calls April's house. And a fucking like I don't know if she's Russian or Hispanic, but the housekeeper answers the phone and she's like, "Hello, Ellison residence," and and Jeff is like, "April, <laughs> like what? Is she think April's doing a voice? Like you're not even close, dummy." It was like a prank, <laughs> right? But um, oh no, oh, I don't know what you mean. April is so weird. Like, um, she randomly on the phone tells Jeff that her dad is banging the maid, and then all of a sudden she needs to get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, gotta go. Yeah, and then um, and then later, uh, she, when after she has a traumatic experience, they're letting her stay at the house, and she fucking uses like this gross bitch uses one of their family's toothbrushes just sitting there in the bathroom. <laughs> um, this is very like the the people. I mean, like I said, even the the, the house, 
the, the they just have like I don't know if they because it's a horror movie they're trying to gross you out and make things scummy, but like the carpet has like big stains on it and the kitchen <laughs> like I said has like mildew all over the the that was just some uh, in the grout that was the shooting location that's how they yeah but money. like the sink I mean just had like a bunch of like old food and shit in it and it just yeah, was they'd gross. been there a night and they'd already trashed the kitchen yeah um. But the um, oh, that's this is when Jeff sh- uh, smokes the uh, Jeff's joint is a fucking mess. Is what. <laughs> wow. But um, he he sees um, he start. This is when he starts talking to, and I guess it's the Texas dude. I don't honestly. I didn't even re- I didn't even know. But he's he's talking to somebody on the television about what, this TV, and um, it made me laugh when he's talking to the guy, and the guy's like, you know, it's almost like beware and then it goes to static and jeff says <laughs> jeff says yay wait wait come back and then the, all of a sudden the static is gone and the guy's like what <laughs> he was waiting there for, for somebody to call after him um and then that's when jeff flushes his uh giant bag of weed that <laughs> that was not yeah normal bag yeah of- <laughs> well i mean I was laughing telling you that, you know, I was like, God, how stupid he fucking takes this giant bag, dumps all the weed out, which that probably would have stopped up the toilet. But he throws a fucking big bag, plastic <laughs> bag in there. But then as I was saying that, I thought to myself, I remember when I had this apartment in college and there were times where I fucking was like flushing cat litter and shit down the toilet <laughs> and stopped it up real bad. And then the, was- the landlord was like, you know. Wonder who stuffed this up? And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> I, was, I was like, why did I do? I look back now and I think, why did I fucking do that? How stupid! <laughs> it was really, it was, it was one of those really gross uh, toilets in this movie. The uh, yeah. like colored porcelain. Like I hate toilets that aren't white. I think they're disgusting looking. And this one was like, <laughs> li- this one was light blue. And for some reason, like colored toilets just look really gross to me. Um, yeah, I had a pink one. No, oh, I got a new Black toilet. It was like light colored pink. Like it wasn't even as like Pepto. It was really gross looking. Ugh, God. Um, the uh, the zombies have a real sense of humor. They like stuff one lady in the washer and then turn it on, and then like yeah. one zombie. This made me laugh. He's like wearing the dude's glasses, and they're all like they're all askew, like they're crooked. <laughs> well, it's like like you said about the TV uh, being on the ground and them coming up out of it. It's like that goddamn washing machine. Now, Phyllis Diller, there's no way that she, you know, you look in your washing machine, there's no enough room that you could fucking be all the way down in there. <laughs> right, right. And then when she stuck the woman in and her feet were sticking out, I'm like, okay, that must have, that washing machine must have had the biggest drum on it I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was really dumb, but. I tried to analyze this way too much. <laughs> I think so. Um, but the, her old asshole husband totally ignored the sounds of his wife getting strangled and then her corpse being crammed into a washing machine. But uh, he does ha- he does notice um, when the zombies walk in, he's reading the newspaper. He's like, Jesus, honey, when's the last time you had a shower? You stink. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get the um, yeah. I put the uh, his well, neck got fucking that. Like uh, what? What uh, fucking? Um, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a wrestling reference of somebody getting their neck fucking turned around about twenty times. <laughs> That's how the Zeus's old move when he would do the old neck snap to, to yeah, Hulk the neck you. wrench. Yep, yep. Except his went all the way around, um, which was that was pretty funny. Um, the uh, okay. you get a, you get introduced to a blue zombie that looks exactly like fucking early eighties David Bowie, um, which is pretty funny because Matsuzaka posted that when he reviewed the movie on his blog that he'd said that he called that zombie the flock of seagulls zombie, and um, that the guy that actually played that zombie uh, replied on his blog and he said I actually thought I looked more like David Bowie. 
Yeah, it does look like it looks like David Bowie from uh, either Let's Dance or um, <laughs> right. uh, Modern Love. Yeah, Modern yeah. Love. I, I posted. I, Never posted gonna fall, fall. I love that song. Um, Sammy does too. The um, I don't want to spoil this part. There's a the, the way you kill the zombies in this movie is really bizarre, and I, I you you need to watch it for that part. Um, <laughs> it was a weird choice for zombies. It wasn't like. It wasn't like hit him in the head. That's the way to kill him. It's 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 a more I don't know. It's it's a more uh, uh, kind of supernatural way. And but I guess it's supposed you to be fun. You have to suck their dick. The probably <laughs> <laughs> probably the best the the best part of it is the um the the, the interactions between Texas and uh, well now I can call him cow shit between cow shit and Jeff because Jeff is just really fucking like nasally and naggy and. And te- uh, cow shit just makes fun of him, but he calls him boy all the time, and uh, Jeff gets pissed about that, so starts calling him cow shit. And um, yeah, the the them yelling at each other and like like, like he hangs Jeff in a tree at one point. Like it's really weird. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just really weird. But um, and I think the uh, let's see. Oh, I said this chick went to the Zom School of Cooking because uh, she, uh, one of the characters feeds the zombies like looks like Denty Moore beef stew, like this giant can of like chili or something. <laughs> um, but, zombies, they were going to have fucking uh, liquid coming out of them. Yeah. They ate that shit. Just on the backside. So. It was, uh, what the hell, Hormel. Yeah. I haven't ate that since. Did you, did you have anything else to add on this? On this fucking movie? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The zombies were very gray, and you know, I mean, I don't know. It, it like I said, this one is less less um, zany. This is the other one was this is very zany, zany for other reasons. This is not this is not like Rocky yeah. Horror zany. This is just bad acting, bad directing. Yeah, it gets a little draggy, um, but it's I mean, it's it's silly and how bad I think it, it would is. be fun. It it would be fun to this would be like a. When they made Night of the Living Dead, it would be fun to be a zombie in this movie yeah. and just kind of walk around slow and shit like that. But um, like I said, I'm—I mean, I've made no bones about it. Uh, I'm not a, a horror fan, never have been, um, and most of the horror movies that I like are, you know, just like the uh, or the, the something that, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Or, or even the, 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 the new, um, um, uh, it wasn't night of the living dead. It was the one with thing Rames. Was that Dawn of the oh, dead? Yeah. The, the Dawn new of the dead one, remake, yeah. the fast running zombies and shit like that. And I like the old night of the living dead and they remade that one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with a colored version. And I like that one. I'm just, I don't Tom know. Directed I, that. Yeah. You know me. Okay. Not a big I, horror I, fan. I, and, and I'm you're, not. You're not a big fan of the low, super low budget movies either. And I, this was, I don't like super. Yeah, super low was, budget. These were meeting. These were, like that. Yeah, these two. These were two hurtling cars meeting at an intersection, and you were standing. <laughs> yeah, you were and standing it's like, like when it. I even said like about Clown House. When I watched that, okay, the, I I had heard about the, uh, the 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 um, the the scandal and everything, so I didn't watch it. But it was like real. Just kind of just like this, and I was like, uh, you know, it's just a struggle for me to. I I don't know what I. I well, the and, and, so I, bad it's good is that I've seen some movies like that that I like, but uh, yeah, and I can see that this one. I mean, when it comes to horror, 
outside of the classics, like I'm, I, I love Night of Living Dead, uh, Dawn of the Dead, all those movies. But out, outside of those, it's like the ones. What appeals to me about horror the most are ones that I can laugh at, and this is one I can laugh at because of the shitty acting and the annoying characters, and yeah. and, and I can pick little things it's out weird, that make me like, laugh. I watch it, and like I said, I think maybe if I if you watch if I was watching it with other people, we could I could sit there and be like, oh, this because I think yeah. you know I remember staying up at, at like my friends staying overnight at my friend's house as I'm watching stuff on HBO like this, and we would be laughing our ass off or saying, oh look at the tits or whatever <laughs> yeah. or this and that, and but when you're watching it by yourself i just i'm just kind of like oh this is i just see shitty acting <laughs> and, and ineptitude yeah and it's there and then i'm groaning all the way through it like uh what you know eh. and this it's, is actually if uh if anybody is interested these is a you can get the blu-ray of both of these come it comes together and it's got a, a pretty decent spe- uh special features and stuff so um surprisingly so but um we can get our ratings here i don't i won't let you suffer through this anymore <laughs> um i give it i, I give this I know, I like Terrorvision better, but Terrorvision's a much better made movie, and it it. Well, I gotta say, this one probably knows what it is too. Except the people in this really can't act, as where in Terrorvision the people can't act and they're acting bad yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Um, but for what it is, I mean, I I like this for a low budget, like schlocky, just thing to laugh at, and 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 I am a trauma fan, so and this kind of reminds me of a trauma movie. And I give it a I give it a six point five. Eh, two. <laughs> I mean, like you said, the the other one, even though it it was supposed to be zany and it did have some funny stuff and, 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 you know, a great majority of the actors and are not a great majority, but I mean, quite a few of them were, were pretty good actors that you've seen in a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff. This one's just kind of like, uh, oh yeah, these people probably were not in anything else ever again. (laughs) Yeah. I, I won, well, what was the budget on this? Did I say, or we already said 80,000, yeah, which I'm sure most of it went to. The smoky TV and the zombie makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the zombie yeah. makeup and shit. But you know, I don't know. Well, can't can't win them all. No, you can't. You uh, can't. <laughs> although I enjoyed them. All right, let's take a break and come back and do a little feed set because Tom's got to go to work. We'll be right back. No one would have believed in the first years of the twenty-first century that Hammer films were being watched from an entertainment standpoint. No one could have dreamed that Amicus films were being scrutinized as someone with a microscope studies creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. Few men even considered the possibility that this area of film still had anything to offer. And yet, across the gulf of space, minds immeasurably superior to our own regarded this podcast with envious eyes. And slowly and surely, they drew their plans against it. The Hamacus Podcast. Hammer and Amicus, and every tenuous link in between. Hamacus.com and iTunes. Cheers.
time for Food Sack. I fucking love that song. And I do want to thank Josh for picking the movies for us, even though they weren't a hit with Zom. Um, well, you know, you, you know, that's the way it goes. I appreciate the uh, people take a part. Um, check out. Always the- willing to try to expand my horizons. <laughs> Josh uh, has a film blog of his own, um, Cat and Howdy's Blogorium. Um, it's C A P N H O W D Y S B L O G O R I U M dot blogspot dot com. Captain Howdy's Blogorium dot blogspot dot com. So check it out. He's uh, I-, I worked with him at the theater for a while. He knew my wife in college, and he's a cool guy, and he loves some shitty movies, day to baby. So. Um. So yeah. Uh, time for the feed sack, as I said. Open that sack. Opening the sack. The burlap bag. All right. We actually got God some. Damn it. How many alarms do I have fucking going off in this shithole? <laughs> as, as, as short a turnaround as we had, we actually got a few uh, voicemails. So. Yeah. Uh, first, first one. Here we go. Hey, boys. Uh, Coop here. Coop. Um, I watched Coop. a movie. A uh, movie that I loaf watched. Um movie that Loaf watched posted on Facebook and I thought it sounded pretty fun and turned out it was pretty fun yeah. uh, Rene Gordona the third's Alarido del Terror from 1991 and uh, yeah it was awesome I kind of I got like a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 vibe during the first half hour with all the bone talk I was talking about bones um, mm. and where that may be a stretch the next half hour was super poltergeist uh, the little girl disappearing the host getting all wacky and um, I guess that awesome, sh- awesome uh, shaman dude was kind of like Zelda Rubenstein. He carried a bow um, and arrow. During the last half hour, it was it got kind of like House Two on me uh, with all the portals to Jungle Worlds in the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great stuff. I dug it a lot. Um, I like I like when the shaman dude made them all put mud all over themselves. Uh, so yeah, let me know some more weird '80s or '90s like Mexican horror films I should check out. Uh, ones that are kind of like charmingly cheap as this one was. Um, I'm pretty sure I own all the South of the Border DVD sets, so okay, I'll I've have to dig them. seen everything that's on those, but I'm sure there's tons, tons more out there that I have no idea about because this was a lot of fun. Um, all right, thanks guys. Uh, keep up the good work and uh, have fun with your little podcast. You fucking who was? Who was? Now, if he, if you have the South of the Border set, I think you're. I'm pretty sure you have the one the horror movies that Stiglitz was in in the mid '80s. I'd have to do some digging. Check out the one that I mentioned this week with that doll because it's really bad, but <laughs> it's funny. Um, I'd have to do some digging. I'll, uh, Coop, I'll post them on the Facebook group when I find some more that I can recall because they're ones that you're going to enjoy while you're watching it and then you kind of forget about them afterwards. So. Um, do they have Mil Mascaris? He was actually... Well, he was he was in a lot of the... He was in a, quite a few movies in the 70s, yes. but I think... Mil Mascaras. He was, a, he was a big dude, man. He was, uh, yeah, he was, a, he's fucking like a legend. A legend! All right, next voicemail. Legend. What? This is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, God. I'm sitting down here in my house in Texas with a beer in my hand and a tub of fucking popcorn, and I'm watching my movie, Maximum Conviction, starring me and Steven Seagal and some little fuckhead, Michael Pere, that doctors up keeps going on and on uh. about. And I'm watching this movie, and it gets to the scene where I get my ass handed to me by a... <laughs> Jesus, that's the beer nice. talking. <laughs> well, I get my ass handed to me 
by a woman. He's laughing. And I just take it like a bitch. Let me tell you something. I wasn't a fan of that part of the movie or that part of the script. Because real life, I would have beat her just like I beat my wife. And then I would have beat Damn. myself off just thinking about it. But if you haven't seen Maximum Conviction oh, I yet, I know Mr. Dr. Zom wasn't a big fan, but if you didn't like it, it's on Netflix Instant now. You're better off staying home than driving down to some stupid theater to see Bullet in the Head starring Stone Cold. Not starring Stone Cold Steve Austin. would have been fucking awesome if it starred Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. It starts bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> and you know, let me tell you something, I took my pickup and I drove down there opening fucking weekend, and by the time that movie ended, I would have put a bullet in my head just to end the pain. <laughs> I should have walked out. I wasted money. So you can do that, you know what, Stone Cold? Then you know what you can do? You can go check out me and the package with Sylvester Sloan's good buddy, Dolph Lundgren, and my good buddy, too. And you know what? Me and Stone, we kick more ass than Stallone combined. That didn't make sense, did it? Because Austin, I'm that Austin Lundgren. You know what? Stone Cold doesn't need to make sense, especially when he's drinking beer, eating popcorn, burping, watching his movies, and beating off the beating his wife. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Stone. Uh, what more can you say about that? Next voicemail. <laughs> kid in the background <laughs> all right one more feed sack yes and uh ginty does look a lot like an ugly paul mccartney uglier paul mccartney yeah. i don't know how people thought that paul was the cutest beetle there's no way <laughs> it wasn't the cutest for you no all right last feed sack holy shit would you like to have a sandwich i got some piccolo for the ice box that's it. Um, I don't know what that's from, but Bernie said that. I'll have to figure out that movie because I'll have to see it now. Pickle Loaf is gross. Um, so, yeah, that's it for the feed sack. Zom, are you still there? Yeah. You didn't leave for work already? Um, 
Uh, so uh, you can always send us feedback to 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on iTunes and silvaandgold.com and Stitcher. And uh, join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash silvaandgold. We're still over 100, or we're still over 200 members, so yay. Um, yeah. So next week uh, we're gonna uh, mention it one more time. If anybody wants to send in an entry for, um, um, uh, I keep I keep getting stuck on here. I go again. Uh, Eye of the Tiger. If anybody wants to send in another Eye of the Tiger, uh, please do so. Um, we'll probably choose a winner next week. So, and um, the movies next week. Uh, these are Cody's picks from a while back, and we're finally getting to them. Sorry, buddy. Um, he's chosen a. City Cop versus Backwoods Criminals double feature. Um, we're going to do 1989's Snake Eater with Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. And we're going to do one that I've never seen, um, Quiet Cool from 1986 with uh, James Remar, Remar and some other people that I don't know. Um, but I'm already recognize them as I start watching it. So Quiet Cool and Snake Eater for Cody next week. Blah. It is bedtime. It is bedtime for me. It's work time for Zom. Zom, do you have anything else, sir? Um, I have to pee. Okay. <laughs> um, well, go pee and go work, and I'll let everybody know how Nick Cave is. And until next week, yeah. This is Loaf Oot and the Zom Oot. Bye. Bye.